Talking That Asian Skin podcast is now available on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcast. Say words, Skin. Word to Big Bird. So now our show, me and Ish, you know how we doing it. Talking That Asian Skin podcast is now available on Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. No excuse. You can't miss us. We there. We everywhere. Say word, Skin. Word to Big Bird. So we'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Peace. Guys, welcome to the first, hopefully, of so many podcasts. It's Talking at Eastern Scheme podcast where we're teaming up to bring you conversations that will contribute to your well-being and mental growth. I am super excited to finally have this opportunity to kick this off. My name is Oscar, AKA Skeen. You're gonna hear Oscar, O, Skeen, Skeeno. You're gonna hear all kinds of that. My partner in this journey, and I'm super excited to introduce her to you guys, of course, is Aisha, AKA Ish. Um, She's smiling at me because she's nervous. I'm nervous. We're nervous. And that's all right. That's part of the journey. And that's why we're here. So I'm super excited, guys. This is our first of hope so many to come. Um, I'm happy. Aisha, Ish, how you feeling? I'm super happy. I'm super excited. And I cannot wait to put this recording out for you guys and so many more. Um, A lot of good topics. And like I said before, can't wait to have guests on this podcast. Uh, Super honored to be working with Oscar here. We go uh, a little bit back, <laughs> a few years back. A little some some. A little some some. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my guy Oscar. I am super happy to be here with uh, with you for sure. Guys, just to let you know, we're 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 in this little studio, and we've been trying to talk for the past <laughs> thirty minutes, and we've just been going back and forth. Just I'm being nervous. Um, Aisha turned off the heat. Now the heat is off. Now I'm starting to get hot. <laughs> Um, but it's the nerves, right? And and the reason why we're nervous is because we see this record button on and that throws the whole, it gives us all the jitters, but I am in a comfortable space. I am in a comfortable environment. I am in somebody's uh, place where I just feel comfortable. So I know this is the first one and I'm the only one that sees the record button. So I know how many minutes we've been talking or so. And then she's just smiling. <laughs> But yes, guys, so we're super excited. Um, Like she said, we want to thank everybody for reaching out, um, giving us positive feedback um, through her. um, The excitement. Yes, right? That's been awesome. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know we've shared back and forth um, Mm -hmm. on people reaching out to us. And I had one friend who thought that the podcast released on, I think it was on a Thursday or something or Friday. (laughs) He was like, where's the podcast? I was like, no, not yet, man. Hold on. But that's the type of energy. Um, and I know we've been sharing that back and forth. So, yeah. For sure. That's definitely uh, it ignites the energy between us to even, you know, do this show. So that's exciting. I love uh, seeing you guys, your feedback and just everything. So can't wait for you guys to listen in. Give us your thoughts. And uh, I hope this sparks some ideas in your own heads, too. All right, guys. That being said. Our first guest on this podcast, yes, the first guest, of course, <laughs> it's going to be Aisha, aka Ish. Um, we're going to be talking about her book, Treetop Echoes, which I believe um, uh, a month ago today, your book was released, correct? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. crazy. I, didn't I, I just that. popped into my head right wow, now. Wow, Oscar. That's crazy. Yeah. So a month, 
today your book popped out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read it and I shared my feedback with you as well. Tremendous, tremendous book um, of poetry, of course. Um, Thank you. How do you feel? It's been a month. How do you feel? Um, honestly, you know, it's like you set a goal for yourself and uh, it's the feeling before you complete it and the feeling after you complete it it's oddly two two different feelings and i think at this point even now like i didn't realize it's been a month that it's been out but just all the feedback all the support it's been overwhelming in a sense um i'm super proud of myself because it's been a project i want to say technically two years in the making um it's all writings that i've had over the past few years of my life different experiences and just to know, you know, I overcome a matter of not wanting to share any piece of writing with anybody. It was more just therapeutic for myself to the point where I'm like, mom, you want to listen to this? Uh, I wrote this and just share it with her or to a friend. And then it came to a point where I set the goal and said, hey, screw it. I'm going to write a book and just share it with everybody. And whoever reads it, I hope it actually like touches somebody who's going through something and you know, my words, my emotions through words actually resonate with that person. Um, so I guess just to put everything into one capsule, I really just feel amazing, accomplished, and super grateful for everybody who supported me so far. Awesome. So do me a favor. All that being said, take me through why you wanted to create this, right? So I know you want to put your stuff out there, but what made you think of you know you've been doing writing poetry for how long Uh, I want to say since high school since high school Mm -hmm. so what sparked that I want to share this with you I think honestly just my experiences you know sometimes a person bottles emotions up and they end up exploding on the wrong person and for me it was more so my emotions were bottled through poetry and sometimes you need to just express that to somebody or something, some whatever. And for me, it was more, you know, the feedback I was getting from those people that I was reading to, and that really pushed me to say, hey, let me share this with others. And I think over time, you know, especially through the COVID years when we were in lockdown, um, that's really where a lot of my creativeness started to uh, unfold, especially with one of my friends. He, um, he really inspired a lot of that at that time. And it really helped push me into a different state of mind where I was capable of saying, hey, I'm going to share this with other people. It's okay. Like, people are not going to judge you, criticize you. Like, it is what it is. If anything, more people are going to relate to your writing than, you know, criticize you for what you're doing. Right. When you say relate, it was awesome because there were some some poetry, uh, some poems, I guess, right, that you wrote. And I think I expressed this to you. It felt like, I'm, yeah, I've been through that, right? I've been through that. I know how it feels, right? And there's some passages in there that, that I'm like, yeah, I don't think I've done that. I don't think I've experienced that yet. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it hasn't resonated yet, you know what I mean? And then one thing that popped into my head was like, yeah, I can read this poetry book now, and I can pick it up five years from now and be like, oh, that makes sense to me now. Yeah. Right? Because of this experience that we're going through. But give me your, what was that Every time, every time we're trying to complete a journey, right, or we're on our way to a journey or a goal or a destination, in other words, 
putting all your poetry to be this book that it is, what was the wall that you were like, God damn it, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that? Do you remember what was that wall or that barrier that you'd be like, I don't think this is going to happen? I can't say that there was ever a point in time where, I, I, I guess I just don't remember. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was, but I don't remember. That's, I guess, a short answer. Okay. For me, it was more so, I remember, you know, the point in time where I said, that's it, all hands down. I'm going to just go for it. What's the worst that could happen? I literally have nothing to lose. Okay. What was the first poem that, that you that you said, this? the first poem mm-hmm. that you said has to be on this book and why? Um, I think it's probably the poem that started this entire project, right. which what? is faded like a Polaroid. That was the last one. That's the oh, last man. one. I'm, and I'm glad you said that because I'm gonna let you explain it. Mm-hmm. For people that haven't read it, <laughs> shame on you. Pick up this book, Treetop Echoes, available on Amazon, so you can pick it up and know exactly what we're talking about. But Dad, explain that. So faded like a Polaroid was actually at a point in time, not just this one poem it was multiple poems that i took and compiled together into one because uh, that friend that i was talking about um you know his idea was why don't we record something and let's go ahead and put it on all platforms and i was a little you know taken back by that i'm like ah you know this is kind of weird for me (laughs) out of my comfort zone Uh but he was like write something and let's go to the studio and do this and we did i I didn't have to write anything because ultimately I had all, you know, my right. my work on hand and I just took those smaller pieces, made it into one big one, and it just fell into each other perfectly. It, it definitely did. I'm going to tell you why when I read it. First of all, I read it. So I read it. I'm a slow reader. Like, I think I told you that. I'm a slow reader. I sleep. I read slow as molasses. Sometimes I have to go back to the sentence before to help me understand, right? So... I read it, it took me through like a, it felt to me like the person that you're talking about or the, or the moment that you're talking about, this, it, it felt like you took me, oh my God, I'm so happy to meet you. Okay, why is it not going the way I want it? Uh, you know what? Fuck it, I can't do anything about it, <laughs> I'm gone. Yep. And that's what I felt. And I was like, yo. And that one I related to like peanut butter and jelly. It was just like, damn. And then, ladies and gentlemen, I reach out to her and I tell her this. She texts me back, did you listen to it? I've been telling this young lady to do an audio book. Because <laughs> sometimes too, when you read a book, you know, you're reading it with your own voice, right? But when you hear it from the actual author, you, that's what you are, young lady, an author. <laughs> now it takes a whole different vibe. It takes a whole, you, you actually hear the, the poet, the author doing their thing, right? So when you send me that link, which we're going to make it available to everybody at the end of the show as well, you can hear East reading that poem. And it was just like, damn, that's what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> it was just, it was just that roller coaster. And at the end, it was just like, I think I've heard it three times. And you know, I, I actually think, well, I don't think I know that it was um, something that I really had to work on. Although we were in the studio recording this and it took maybe only two or three takes. Aside from the studio session, I know I like uh, performed it outside of there and I had to work on the cadence uh, just overall. Right. So that was that was dope. some practice for me because I, I wasn't used to doing that. It was know? dope. It was actually dope. And then obviously he, he provided the beat or something. 
Yeah. Even the beat was good. Yeah, it was great. Like, I mean, he did a great flow. job. Yeah. yeah, he produced that. Shout out to him, whoever he is. If you want to shout him out, guys. Yeah, I mean, hey. Shout out, just peace. <laughs> shout out. Nah, I got you, I got you. Yeah. But no, it, not, to be honest, it, it, tremendous, tremendous. Um, And it was the last one, because and it's funny, because I started reading it, mm-hmm. and I thought it was the end. And then I look, go to the next page, and I'm starting to read. And then I looked down, I was like, oh, it's a continuation. That's being a dumbass. And that's what I do. And then I'm like, turn the page. Oh, shit, it's the same shit. So now it's like I had to read it again in order to go through that roller coaster. And that's what it felt like. And it was just, when it was done and then closed it, I was like, man, that shit's kicking ass. So that was good. I mean, then you got other poems that are two sentences and they just, they just hit different because of different you know, the same word right like mm-hmm. peace and peace yeah is just absolutely and then there was another one that you had I, I, I'm, I'm gonna find it I know I'm gonna find it it's gonna come to me but it was just you used the same words just different 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 things and it just it just made totally different and it just yeah. blew my mind so it's the double entendre yeah that was awesome <laughs> yeah you. I'm very like I said I'm very proud of you um thanks Oscar so that was the first one right what well, we out of all the poems that you got in there, which is the one that you'd be like, meant the most to you when you wrote it? Or is it just a... I have to say that Faded Like a Polaroid trumps everything. Okay. Because it kicked the wheels off for this project. And it's definitely not the first poem that I've ever written. Uh, like I said, it was a bunch of little poems that I made into one big one. Um, but it still just sits with me so much because it just, it means a lot to me. You know, it kicked off this creative side of me I mean the book itself is all creativity but it just did something different for me and it really set me in a different uh, position mentally did you think that you think you know we spoke about being a month in right mm-hmm. and obviously you're gonna you're gonna look at the numbers right because you know how many I sold you know? <laughs> am I gonna go platinum you know what I mean That's a, but there was a there was <laughs> there was a certain pride that you had like when I said hey how's everything going I, I think it was like the first weekend mm-hmm. and you're like oh my god Oscar I'm like you know, I think, what was it, like, top? Top 100. Top 100. I, I was, was like, top 100 for maybe, like, three days. Yo, say that again slowly for the people. I was top 100 in Poetry by Women on Amazon for three days. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. That's what I'm talking And it was just the pride, right? Because you, yeah. you text me, and I was like, yo, that's what's up. That being said, right? And that's one of the phrases I, I usually use all the time. Throughout so many podcasts say that phrase. But when you were releasing this book... Mm-hmm in the process of, re- of releasing this book you were the final check to my checklist that I needed to do this podcast with, with you that's awesome um, and it just gave me that extra push like yo go do what the fuck you want to do mm-hmm. you know what I mean even though at the beginning of this podcast we were kind of like oh god I'm so nervous yeah. and now we're just in deep conversation right? just mm-hmm. two people with a, a device that's recording us and that's it yeah. pretty much but you've done a tremendous job with this uh, book and uh, just being an inspiration to me um doing this podcast with you right so that's been absolutely awesome um we're kicking it we're live we're here um i think we're comfortable now <laughs> we're comfortable we're definitely way more yeah. comfortable than we were before so tell me something that people don't know about each the the poet each the each the poet something you guys don't know right because you know you gotta you're gonna have people that are smiling right now that know us, mm-hmm. either we know people, the same people, mm-hmm. or there's people obviously that I don't know that you know and blah, 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 vice versa. But 
give some somebody who doesn't who just came across this podcast and who's each i mean okay each the poet i guess just to give you guys some insight on my writing my creative side for me writing is more like an outlet it's an emotional outlet for me so i'm not you know the type of be like hey oscar can i talk to you and want to share my feelings that's not really what i do so for me a lot of my writing comes from in the moment feelings if i'm upset i'm hurt i kind of just pull out my phone and i start typing and that's really where all my poetry comes from um, if i'm not doing that I pick up a pen and i start writing and you know very few times is when i'm like hey i feel like writing poetry and i just write something off the top of my head it's all more so in the moment feelings um a lot of I want to say actually all of these uh, entries in the book is about someone specific in my life. Okay. If I was to go back in the book and read it, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, hey, this is about this person. This is about that person. It's more so, of, again, in the moment, what I was feeling about a specific person. Uh, there are some entries where I can say, oh, I remember this is about this person. Um, but again, it's it's all my release of emotions and that's really how I came to curate this piece of work. Love it. I love that. How many poems do you have that didn't make it to this book? Um, not too many, believe not too it many? or not. Yeah, I have 39 total in here. Mm -hmm. uh, again, Faded Like a Polaroid was a bunch of little ones created into one big one. Right. Um, I want to say maybe outside of this book, 30 max that 30 are not max. in here. Okay, wow. Yeah. So. I guess for give me, that's take, not man. a lot. Yeah. No, that's fine. But give or take, add nine more in this year to come with experiences that, that you're going to live. You probably got your second book. 100%. Yeah. And I mean, hey, awesome. I, I definitely want to work on a second book. I just don't know if it's going to be the same concept. Right. Okay. But, what direction are you thinking right now? Obviously, directions could change, but what direction are you thinking right now? I think because of or based on the mental space that I'm in right now, which is a very positive light. I kind of want to go towards more motivational uh, and inspirational, kind of yeah. just, you know, spark some thoughts in people's minds rather than poetry of what I'm experiencing. Good. Yeah. Well, this is, this is the first step in this podcast as well, yeah. right? Because that's what we want to do. I mean, we just, you know, like I said, I know some of you guys listen to our trailer. You know, we're not therapists or anything like that. We're just two humans talking and sharing. There might be some topics in the future that we kind of talk about that might get me emotional. I'm a very emotional person, super yeah. emotional. As, as I get older, <laughs> now as I get older, I, I feel like I'm getting more emotional. What the hell is going on? It is really part of life. Yeah. But no, I'm super excited. So there's definitely a second book coming. I love that. Um, you know, I've pushed you for to have an audio version of this book. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna put you on the spot. <laughs> what are we gonna do about that? May or may not come. I'm not really leaning towards an audio book of this uh, piece of work, but I am contemplating going with uh, an EBD. So maybe a piece of work of four to five pieces of content that weren't in, even in the book. So something totally different. Okay. Contemplating, definitely okay. thinking right. about it. Good stuff. How many times you read this book? I'll be honest, mm -hmm. maybe once. One. So at least you read it once, right? Because sometimes, like the uh, musician or in this case, author, poet, they don't read their own stuff. They just put it out because they wrote, they wrote it, right? Mm -hmm. And then they put it out. They don't read or like an actor won't see his own movies, him or her, right? 
But in your case, you did read it. What would you tell yourself? It's a good question. How would you feel <laughs> about the book? Like if you had a mirror in front of you? You know, I actually don't think I can answer that. Nothing comes to mind? No, because it's it's my emotion. It's my expressions. So it's hard for me to say, oh, okay, I'm looking at this from the outside in. Right. You know, it's I'm the one that that put this out there, so. So if you had a, all right, I'm gonna hit you with another one. If you were to bottle all these emotions that you put on, on paper, mm-hmm. and you looking at a picture of an eight-year-old Ish, what would you tell her? That I'm proud. Because I feel like, you know, a lot of people, they pent up their emotions and they don't know how to express themselves. And either that alters their mentality or and maybe they, you know, it affects their relationships with their parents, their siblings, or whatever the case may be. But I feel like, especially at this point in my life, um, I've expressed myself through my work. And that's kept me grounded and, you know, just mentally. Um, really, at the end of the day, I'm a very happy person. Like, regardless of anything that I've experienced emotionally, mentally, Whatever the case may be, at the end of the day, I like to consider myself optimistic and kind of just keep pushing forward. So if I was looking at eight-year-old me, you know, you wouldn't expect this is where you're going to be in life. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. I love it. You have your book, right? And I know I keep saying it because this is what this episode is about. It's about your whole experience, your whole book. So you have this book. You have this amazing book. To me, it is. It's just absolutely amazing book and stuff, right? And you put every, all your energy in there. Now, I'm, I just asked you about the eight-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say your age, but <laughs> fast forward 30 years from now, you look at this book. Right. Now what? You, obviously, you can't say exactly what you're going to feel, but what you think that 30-year-old version of you late 30 years from now will say about the each now? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think it's great. I have this piece of work in front of me, and let's say hypothetically 30 years from now I'm looking at it and I think at that point in time it's a great reflection of myself you know at that point in time I could say okay I'm looking in the mirror look at who you used to be um, the journey that you overcome and where you are now so for me I think yes looking into the future is easier than looking in the past because the past is what created this project But the future is where I sit back and I say, wow, like, look at where you, the roads you've walked, you know? Right. So let's talk about, and that's a great answer. I love that, right? Because eventually somebody, your your grandkids are going to run in. (laughs) Yo, 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 grandma. Yo, what's up? What's what's this, grandma? (laughs) No, but no, no, it's great. It's something like, you know how I, I always look at actors, right? And, um. You know, when, when that, you laugh. I'm still <laughs> That's good. I love that though. But yeah, you're going to have that. Grandma! You're out grandma of control. <laughs> Chill. Hold on. Let's get there, right? I know it. I know it. But no, just to go back, you know, to the art, right? So sometimes I look at actors and you look at an old film. Like, I, like recently I've been looking at a lot of 80s films, reminiscing when I was a young cat, right? <laughs> little young me, little young Steam running wild. But I look at them and I'd be like, you know, I see him where they're at. So like a Robert Downey Jr. type mm-hmm. of thing, right? Now you know where he's at. He's Iron Man and the whole nine yards. But back yeah. then, I saw him for the first time. 
in, in a movie called Weird Science. And um, I was like, oh shit, and then from that point to the point that he's at that journey that he took drugs, alcohol, all kinds of craziness, right? Yeah. But at least that gets, he can look at it and be like, damn, that's where I was, look at where I'm at now, right? Exactly. You have that. Mm -hmm. And we do as humans as well through pictures, because that's another thing that I do is like I look at pictures. And the first thing I look at is, all right, I look at the picture, I remember the time of the party, whatever it was, but then I remember the time that I was in. What was I experiencing? Yeah. Was it a smile of true smile? Mm -hmm. Or was it a smile just for the picture because you're smiling? Because exactly <laughs> you have right. to smile, right? Yeah. So sometimes there's a lot of pictures that... It's like an obligation. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, it's, a ma it's like you're wearing a mask, exactly. right? Exactly. So in this mm -hmm. case, but at least it's a stamp. Right? Mm -hmm. Timestamp. And this is your timestamp here. Yeah, for sure. Of so many. I like that. I, I never thought of it like that. No, a timestamp on my life. It is, man. Because that's what I look. Because I'm going to remember this book. Mm -hmm. The reason why is because obviously it's a great book. Like I've said it, I think I've said it a hundred times already on this uh, 20 minute podcast <laughs> so far. But yeah, she's paying me something on the side. <laughs> I think it's the water that she gave me. But no, it is. But that being said, it is a timestamp. You know what I mean? Because you're going to remember. Like for me, it's going to be like, that was the book that gave me the check. Like, right when you go into the process, check off. All right, I got to do this podcast. Yep. So now this book here and the podcast we just started now go sort of hand in hand. Yep. Your timestamp, again, another timestamp, me, another timestamp, and then we just move on. So that's, that's awesome. I love that. Which is dope. It's like we took one project and just waved it right into the next. Mishmashed it yeah. into the other one. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Everything happens for a reason. It really does. It really does. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Skeen, from Talking to Asian Skeen Podcast to let you know if you're thinking and you want to be on our show, don't be shy. Come on, man. Don't be shy. Hit us up. Instagram, at Asian Skeen. Drop us a DM. Slide. You have my permission. And I think each might say, man, chill. But you have my permission. Slide into our DMs if you want to be a guest. You have a topic. Or just simply you want to reach out to us. Please do. That's what we're here for. We need ideas. We need your support. We need everything. Don't be shy. Hit that like button. Subscribe. Follow. Repost. Do your magic. So guys, don't be shy. Reach out to us. And we'll see you soon. Take care, guys. Peace. All right, guys. So, Oscar, I want to just thank you for getting in touch with your emotions. That was dope of you for yeah. sharing with us. So the, the tears and all. Yeah, that. the tears and all that. The ratings just went up. I wish you guys could have seen that. Oscar doesn't want you guys to see that, but it's all right. Like I said, hey, we all have to get in touch with our emotions. It's important. Oscar's laughing. He thinks this is funny, and it's okay. <laughs> My emotions, Jesus Christ. All right. All right. So. Shoot it. Diving into the next part of our <clears throat> podcast, I want you to just describe yourself as a person. Um, if, you know, I'm listening to this podcast and I don't know who you are, how would you describe yourself for people to better understand you? Whether it's mentally, uh, career-wise, whatever it is, share something with us. All right, so that, that's great, right? Because we normally, um, it's funny because when you think about that, right? Hey, describe yourself mm -hmm. or tell me something about yourself, right? Usually the first person... Or the, the person that you're asking, the first thing to go to is, I'm a cop. Mm -hmm. I'm a teacher. 
I'm, so it's always profession first. See, I'm drawing blanks when somebody asks me right. that. I'm like, I See, no, know. but usually that's what people gravitate to. Like, yeah. hey, hey, Skeen, or hey, Oscar, who are you? Mm -hmm. You know, pre-Skeen. <laughs> I don't know why I got to use that. But no, it's, it's great because it's a great cut point, right? We had like a reset, mm -hmm. right? This COVID crap, which was absolutely whack, but whatever. It was a, it was a, a reset. Puck. Yeah, definitely. Right? Get your, some people took advantage of them, and some people just... Nothing. They was ready for the next stimmy to hit, mm -hmm. and everything was everything, right? But, <clears throat> but for me, it was a big, big reset, right? So pre pre scheme, if you would have asked him, he probably would have said, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm a finish line manager or, or ASICS manager, or whatever the case is, right?" Mm -hmm. But in this case, when you're asking me, you know, the obvious one would be dad. I'm a dad first, right? Then I'm a coach. A then proud I've, dad. Yeah, 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 very sure. proud dad. <laughs> okay. So I would describe myself as a dad, a coach, a mentor, a leader, a running specialist, and now a podcaster. That's what I would. That's I know you know. However you want to take it, but that that's yeah. how that's how I describe myself. And yeah. I love that because you said you're a coach. Mm -hmm. A coach is a leader, yeah. right? And people usually lean on you for that guidance. And here we are talking about, you know, getting in touch with our emotions, the obstacles that we've endured, so on and so forth. But then you really put that into perspective and you realize that coaches, leaders, whatever the case may be, also need somebody sometimes to guide them or be there for them. So I feel like that just tied perfectly into right. our first half and that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, absolutely right. Because I'm like, for example, <clears throat> now that I think about it too, is like, right? You know, when you become a dad, there's no there's no book that says, all right, dad, this is what it is, right? Yeah. So you, sometimes you you take those emotions that you, or those skills that you learn from your parents, and then you try to slide them to your kids, mm -hmm. but then you'd be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that because that was back in the days and we do things different, or I learned something, so you adjust, right? Um, same thing as being a, a, a coach, right? Like I, I still go with the attitude. I'm the I'm the best that I can be as a coach. I don't try to compare myself with another coach, but at the same time, I'm always learning, right? I'm always got to learn from other coaches and stuff like that. Be it through you know uh, professional ranks or just an everyday coach, but I try to learn from as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. um, being a mentor, I mean, I I think that's one of the things I take super pride in when I get people that send me either texts or emails or just a phone call or whatever and tell me your scheme when you did this for me and i didn't even realize it was simple as um there's one particular lady that always pops into my head <laughs> and this was almost 20 plus years ago um she was just a part-timer and i used to give her the the planner and be like hey create your own visual whatever add your flavor to it follow the guidelines but just create your flavor and by me doing that and giving her that, she became an executive at Forever 21 or something like that, a oh, visual wow. marketing person. And I remember she sent me a long letter through, um, wow. through Facebook saying, saying, because of you and the way you trusted me and stuff like that. So, you know, sometimes too in my profession, you know, people be like, damn, Skeen, you should be at this level, you know, like blah, blah, blah. So whatever, right? But sometimes that's, it's not meant, it's mm -hmm. not meant for me. XYZ, whatever that that is, right? It's not meant for me, and that's fine. But when I look at it, and I'm like, damn, a lot of a lot of 
lives that I've touched, a lot of people that I've touched in the right way, mm-hmm. in the correct way. You know, when they reach out to me, I'm like, damn, that's what's up. That's what a leader is all about, right? Just exactly. leave, leaving your mark. And then, you know, um, if you know me, you know, I've been in the sneaker world for like 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And one thing in the sneaker world that I love is just helping people. So when you look at everything that I said, all those people, what they have in common is they serve. Yeah. Even the podcaster, as I am right now, I'm serving a community. I'm serving a purpose. I'm serving. So I think in that post post and pre, now I know what my purpose is. My purpose is to serve. Yeah. And that's this is my outlet to do that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Cool. And it's wild. Like everything that you said that you are, a dad, a coach, you know, it all ties into one another because of the role that you're playing. But then even all those little things that you did and those people excelled, little things go such a long way. And I feel like that's, you know, something that a lot of people need to realize. Maybe you're lazy and you don't feel like doing something for somebody because you're comfortable or, you know, you don't feel like uh, whatever, doing a nice gesture because you're just not in the mood. But if you just sit back and think, hey, maybe if I did this, it'll take them to this place, you know, and it's not like, oh, you got to pull a hundred dollars out and give it to somebody or <clears throat> doing anything extravagant. Right. It's those little things that will send people to an entirely different place in their life. And it's so critical. Right. You know, Absolutely. now that you say those little things, I remember <clears throat> back in my uh, finish line days, shout out to my finish line people. Um, I remember <laughs> right when we, when we, when I used to hire people or, or my assistants used to hire people, yeah. let's say, for example, we hire you, right, Ish? Mm-hmm. And, and I would be putting pressure on you. Hey, do this, do that, do this, do that, right? So you would get frustrated. Like, I can't do anything perfect. They're like, this guy is just, why he keeps coming at me? So one of my other assistants always used to grab the people and be like, listen, if Skeens puts the pressure on you, it's because he sees something in me. Yeah. If Skeens were to ignore you, you're not gonna last, mm-hmm. and and I not I don't mean that like hopefully it wasn't taken in the, in the wrong context, but I always used to see something in people mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, this, yeah, I'm gonna get the best out of this person, and I still do it now in my coaching, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes I have to drop people down, right? Here in in the U.S., they got different flights and all this and that, and you learn so much when you're in the soccer world, but yeah. sometimes I gotta leave a person back in order them to grow a little bit more and then they'll excel and skip that spot that they thought they needed. Yeah. And stuff like that. So <clears throat> that was the, you know, that's the whole thing is just when you say those little things, no, things that I used to do. It's super important. Great. You even saying that description of like, you know, putting that pressure on somebody kind of reminds me of my mom. my mom. She can be so aggressive and just wild and you're like, oh my God, this lady's <laughs> crazy. Like what she's saying is so fucked up. Right. But then you look at what she's saying and you realize like, wow, you know, okay, maybe I have potential and I could do something. And that was how she was in her profession as a manager. Right. Um, you know, maybe she's being an asshole to an employee, but she's being an asshole to them because, you know, they can do better. And it's not being malicious or anything, but sometimes you need that push. Right. And that's what that is. So yeah. It's a little thing, maybe in a rude way, right. but <laughs> you've got to see the bigger picture in anything that you're doing. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know, um, I know. That's another thing that I talk about. I was like, I don't know if I want to go back into the full leadership as a manager mm-hmm. because the kid, 
the generation nowadays too soft. They're sensitive. Oh, have you seen that video? Oh my God, I've been working for like, I, they gave me like a five hour shift. It's some video, <laughs> yeah. it went viral, right? Yeah, like, I've seen And all the customers. Mm -hmm. And I remember when that started coming out, it started becoming viral. I think I received that for so many people that used to work for me. And the first, every post was like, yo, scared. It wouldn't last, brother. It wouldn't <laughs> last. You know what I mean? But yeah, you're absolutely right as those little things. Sometimes they come in a good form. Yeah. Or sometimes it's that reality of a punch in the face that you're like, damn, all right, cool. Exactly. Right. And not to steer away from this topic, but since we're talking about generations, before we, uh, <laughs> we completely move forward, I called Oscar. <laughs> Oh my god. I called him a boomer before and he almost had my head. <laughs> I had no idea that there was a Generation X. Is that what you are, Generation X? Yeah, I swear to God, you haven't, <laughs> haven't played me like that again. I'm gonna come around this table and have Listen, of... you put my age on blast last episode, so it's only right that I do it this time. <laughs> no, you're right, you're right, you're absolutely right. Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm Generation X. Um, she tried to play me, y'all, for real. She called me a boomer. <laughs> I'm about to boomer in, in the, anyway. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Right, I'm a, I'm a Generation X. Mm -hmm. So you're a Z. Yeah. No, I'm not no Gen Z. No, you're a millennial. I'm a millennial. 91, baby. Best year ever. <laughs> man, 91, I was in the park running the streets. You know? <laughs> Full grown man in 91. No, no, no. But it's funny, those, all those generations. But no, it's just, I just feel like, you know, especially nowadays and... You know, I know we're off topic, but nowadays with HR and, and all this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. No, no, it's just, it's just everybody's sensitive. Yeah, no, like, 100%. Know, I can you got to watch your words. It's like, it's like, yo, come on. Like, that's why, like, you know, when they, when, like in a job description, they'd be like, oh, we, you know, here at, at you know, company XYZ, you know, we're like family. Get, the, you know what? Get the fuck out of here, bitch. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's the, like, like, when you read a description or you read a company and the team, get the fuck out of here. Like, if you ever worked for me at any other stores that I, that I ever managed, mm -hmm. if I tell you it was like a family, 100% yeah. it was like a family. Because mm -hmm. what a family does, yeah. they have fun, for the most part, not all families, but fun, hang out, and get paid yeah. for doing it. Right? And then in between that, crack jokes and... But see, that's dope because you make the people want to come to work or want to be there. It wasn't, but it wasn't HR approved, I'll tell you that. Well, but it was fun as hell and we crushed numbers and every time somebody came to the store, they were like, yo, that's... They felt the culture in the, in, in, in the store. But that's a different topic, but... If you're in HR and you're listening to this, yeah. step it up. Yeah, step Cut it the up, rules man. out a little bit. Make it fun. Can't even... <laughs> I remember when I... Used to used to have an let's say you came in right mm -hmm. and you were having an emotional day, right? You just came in and we sensed it. Yeah. Right, yo, Isha's not feeling it today. So one of the employees might come up, so girl, you feeling baby girl today? <laughs> that was it. Yeah, baby girl. But if you tell, like, let's say a guy tells another guy, yo, you feeling baby girl today? <laughs> oh my god, he made. Oh my god, I do relax. <laughs> But you would get terminated for that. Yeah, you would. You would because from saying you, some stupid shit that's not even that serious. It's not. It's like, yo, you feeling baby girl today? I know a lot of my finish line people. That was the word we used to use. Yo, you feeling baby girl today? That was it. But anyway, back to top. That's funny. So okay, you described yourself as a person. You are clearly a leader 
father, coach, whatever it is in multiple senses. Um, aside from that, what's something, I guess, key you would say is important for everybody listening to know about yourself aside from like the leadership or wow. Wow. something key, something key. Am I putting you on the spot? No, no, not at all. Because a lot of things come to mind because it's just, it's hard to put it in one one word, right? Or yeah. even one sentence. Because there's so many ingredients that um, that I can, wow. You know what? But there's three words that come to mind all the time. Okay. Um, and it's, a, I like to inspire, I like to lead, and I like to teach. Those are the three words that always pop. I mean, I have this thing on my wall um apartment wise I used to and I used to say inspire lead and teach mm-hmm. and I used to hang medals there or whatever when you know when I used to run and stuff like that and it always that was the mindset every time inspire lead and teach inspire lead and teach inspire lead and teach and that was pretty much it so for me it's it's just having those three words that that just mean so much to me I love that that's a great description Okay, so we got a sense of who you are. We got a sense of what you've been through, why we're here. Now, Oscar, mm-hmm. which is what I call him, guys, um, I want to know what is a major lesson that you've learned in your life and do you have any regrets? A major lesson? Wow. Whatever comes to your mind, I guess. Wow, like, wow, wow. What was the second part of that? I just got stuck on the major lesson. See, I would. I'm telling you, I would have drawn blanks on all these questions. But no, it's fine. What was the second part of that? What um, a major lesson, and what regret you've had in all right. life. So regrets is real simple, and there is none. Okay. There is none because the reason why because if you have any regrets, right? Mm-hmm. Usually, what regrets comes. What can I do, done different? So anything in my life, right? From any stage of my life, if I would have done it different, I probably wouldn't be in this spot right now. Yeah. Right? That's a fact. So, like, for example, if I wasn't scared of heights, I might have been a pilot. But then I found out I'm scared of heights. <laughs> so that went down too, right? Wait, how'd you find out you were scared of heights? Oh, uh, I went, I used to, uh, for for half a semester, I went to August Martin High School because uh, they have they had an aviation program. Okay. So when they took me up oh. <laughs> on one of those two people planes, yeah. I was going to call it a fighter jet. It wasn't. <laughs> But it moved so smooth in the air. Man, that's all you heard. Oh my God. Especially when he was doing those dives. Uh-huh. That wasn't a good feeling. So I knew I knew my career in, a, in the world of uh, becoming the next Maverick Top Gun. Was over. <laughs> it was over for the kid. Interesting. But, you know, things like that. Um, regrets and stuff. Like, for real. I, I, I don't, to be honest. I don't. Because even if, uh, if I would have said, oh, if I would have, let's say... Let's say that happens. Yeah. Then I wouldn't have met my ex-wife. I wouldn't have my my three girls. A hundred percent. Right? So you can't say that. You can learn from it. Yeah. But regrets is just not, man. Because some people just delve on it. Damn, if I would have done this different, then my life would have been different. Mm -hmm. Then you would have hit some other shit. You're right. Right? You're right. So it is what it is. Um, Life is life, man. And you just go through it. You you accept what you've done wrong. You grow from it. Um... And sometimes people don't grow from their mistakes because they do the same mistake over and over again and it just hits them and hits them. And then, you me? Mm-hmm. It's you, motherfucker. It's you. It right? Is. So it was back to clearing that dust yeah. from the mirror and really 
And when in the dust is all those negative things that we put into our heads, all those ne negative experiences mm -hmm. that cloud that reflection of your true self. So regrets, no. Um, no, I don't have no regrets. And then the first part was, I'm sorry, I just got, now I got stuck on regrets. No, no worries. I actually, I really love your answer for that because I feel like, although I would have probably drawn a blank at first, mm -hmm. I'd have the same response. I feel like you you can regret things. I mean, not everybody's the same. Not everyone looks at things the same. But for me personally, I'd also say I don't regret anything in life because like you said, you know, we wouldn't be here right now. Um, I wouldn't have content for the book that I just put right. out if I regretted those relationships that I was right. in or... But there is certain, you know. certain, like right when we think regrets, we think those big moments. Yeah. But there is regretful moments. Yeah, there's life. like minute moments yeah, in life like oh i shouldn't have said that i sounded yeah, like an asshole damn, yeah. you know, that, that type of stuff yeah. yeah so those things yeah but the big things no nah. definitely not nah and you know it, for everyone listening out there i feel like that's something you can reflect on right do you have any major regrets if you do why right did you not learn anything from you know what right. happened in that moment it's definitely something to uh to take back and think about because whether you're in a good or bad position at this point in your life it's literally all in your hands you can change your predicament. Right. And, you know, I'm a believer in God. I feel like things are written for us personally, mm -hmm. but you do have control over, you know, you can manifest things in your life. You can Oof. act Oof. on them. Right. Things aren't going to get done for you if you right. choose to lay in bed all day. And right. that's obvious. But right. God's not going to pick you up. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So now, that's he won't. <laughs> you, see, I, I, I love that fact because... The first part of, of, of your of question, right? So read that to me one more time. Just the first part, not the second one, because it was just regrets, right? Was mm -hmm. the first part again? First part is reflecting on your life as a whole. Mm -hmm. What is a major lesson or even a minute lesson? What What's a lesson that you've learned? No, I got, you, you, I got you now, right? Because you just said it and it just, boom, and it hits me, right? Because <laughs> sometimes when you get put on the spot, you're like, damn. Yeah. So <laughs> this phrase called... And we use it all the time. Mm -hmm. And primarily we use it in a negative tone. I am. I am. Yep, right? It's so powerful. But a lot of people do it, right? Like, Yo, I'm fucking tired of this job. I'm fucking ugly. I fucking can't lose 15 pounds. I can't go to the gym. So you're just, boom, putting more dust on that mirror. Pow, right? So the I am thing, and I'm... I'm going to give you a prime example. Let's hear it. But, you know, going through my relationship with uh, my ex-wife, as the years went on, there was thoughts in my head like, damn, man. Like, I need to get out of this relationship. Right? I got everything that I could get out of this relationship. And I'm grateful for it. Don't get me wrong. Right? Mad respect to my ex-wife. Um... But I know that chapter was coming to an end. Yeah. So I kept thinking that and saying sometimes when I'm on the drive, saying it out loud, I wonder what that life would be without my partner here. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking that and, and saying that and boom, mm -hmm. it becomes reality. Right? Um, there was another instance when I used to just be at the store and I used to be like, damn, man, I, like, I really want to do this soccer stuff. I really want to do this soccer. I really... Like, I am a coach. I want to do this soccer stuff. I was chicken shit to make that move. God said, you know what? I'm going to kick you in the ass. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have them show you the door. And boom, here you go. Yeah. So sometimes we either we're going to take initiative and do it ourselves to please the I am. 
right? I am this, I am that, right? So sometimes we do it on our own or sometimes we get shown the door mm -hmm. and you, there you go, fam, now go do it, right? Yeah. So we, we do have this powerful sense in us to create what we want, right? So I am, I wanted to do a podcast. Look at who, who are we doing now? We're doing the right? podcast. I didn't know it was going to be with you, <laughs> yeah. but I knew I wanted to do it some way, somehow, right? And was this was like a year and a half ago or whatever, whatever, you know, from 2021 to now. And now I'm here sitting with you and we're just kicking in and, oh shit, we got a podcast. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So you have that power of manifesting it, right? So um, take advantage of it, right? So if you're sitting somewhere and you're like, man, I hate this crap or this, that, or the other, or I want to do this, this, that, and the other, do it, mm -hmm. right? Like you said, time, right? Time, time. That, that comes with manifestation as well, right? Yeah, time sometimes, doesn't wait on us. Sometimes you think it's going to happen right away. Right? Um, and it doesn't. It takes time. Right? And then people, when they manifest, they're like, yeah, yeah, if I, say, if I do this and I repeat this a hundred, you can repeat whatever you want to repeat. Mm -hmm. I love my refrigerator. I want a new refrigerator, whatever. Yeah. Right? But you have to put time. Now you have to invest time into it. You have to have discipline. Yeah. Right? So if I would have said, oh, yeah, I want to do a podcast, but I don't write anything down. I don't reach out to you. I don't buy those microphones that we were using. Mm -hmm. Right? You don't invite me to this space. None of that ha doesn't happen if we don't invest time into it, right? And, be and it becomes a discipline. So back to uh, the first part of your, it would be the I am. It is so freaking powerful mm -hmm. that if you invest time in discipline, it's going to happen. It's not going to happen right away. I wish it did, but it doesn't. It takes time to say, I am a podcaster, Yeah. right? I am a coach. I am a leader. It takes time. No, it definitely does. And I mean, that's a great lesson for everybody because a lot of people don't realize that the verbiage, you know, that's utilized on a daily basis is key to where you're headed. Right. You know, you say, I'm, I'm ugly or I'm not good at that. Then you're not going to be good at that. Basically, right. You have to put that in your head, put it into the universe. And that's the first step. Right. You know, when you deny yourself of abilities or when you deny yourself of positive energy, then yeah, right. it's it's going to lack in your life. But that is in your control. You have control over that completely. Right. So and, like, uh, that's one of the worst things I, I think I can hear when I, like when I'm coaching a kid or in a professional world mm -hmm. and we're changing technology. Like in the professional world, it's crazy. You can change technologies constantly. Yep. Some people are going to be like, cool. Other people are like, I can't do that. We used to do this this way and that way. Right, so the minute you say, like you said, I can't do this, you're done, fam. Don't even do it. Yeah, you're done because you're showing yourself that right. you can't apply yourself. Right, but if you say the word, I'll try. Yeah. I'll try to do it. That's a step. So that just opened your brain to the possibility of either a good result or a bad result. But if you say, I've tried, mm -hmm. instead of being like, Yo, I can't go to the gym, I'm gonna try to go to the gym, mm -hmm. changes the whole mindset, right? So you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I want to say maybe like two, three weeks ago, I uh, I wanted I was dying for some ramen, and some you're of my ramen person, my daughters I love ramen. Love ramen. <laughs> See, your daughters know what's good then. I love ramen, and I wanted it so bad, right. but my friends were busy. Um, I just I you know some people I just didn't feel like hitting up, and right. I was like in this predicament where I'm like either I just go home and don't have it, or I say fuck it, I'm gonna go have it by myself, right. and that's exactly what I did. 
So Wasn't that a great feeling just it, having dinner it by yourself? It felt amazing. And that was the first time I ever did that in my life. I always look at people like, they're weird for eating by themselves. <laughs> like, I would fun. never do that. I used that. to do that too, though, right? But that's mm-hmm. ego, right? That's exactly. the ego. Like, nah, dog, I'm, I'm, I'm up here. Like, but I remember when I first went to the movies by myself. Mm-hmm. Before, I used to make... I keep it a hundred. <laughs> I used to make fun, be like, "Yo, what's up with your man's right there? Damn, that sucks." Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it would be a girl, be like, "Damn, all right, whatever, right?" Mm-hmm. But mostly guys, right? Guys goof on guy, oh, my man's by himself. But to be honest, I remember reaching out to one of my one of my friends. This guy travels by himself, dinner by himself, amazing, amazing dude. Um, and I reached out to him and just do it. Yeah. Right? Try it, right? Just like the hat says, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mr. Nike himself. Right. So, um, no, but I remember going to the movies, buying a tub of popcorn, slushy. That's my two favorites when I go to the movies. And then when I left there, I was like, yo, that's what's up. It feels so I've been loaded. to the movies so many times. I've had dinner by myself so many times. I'm a loser. Um, that's not, <laughs> no, that's not no, being a messing. loser, though. I'm messing. I'm messing. Solitude is course, beautiful, it's people. Beautiful. It's it a is. beautiful thing. It definitely is. Being alone... What, what is that phrase? There's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Yes. Right? A so lot a of times I've, I've felt lonely and mm-hmm. I've had a bunch of people around me. Oh, that's the worst feeling. It's terrible. The it's fucking terrible. When you're like, when you're supposed to be in a space where you're supposed to get loved and mm-hmm. and, and everything else that falls into that, those good vibes and, and you just feel yeah it's the worst feeling once you learn to be alone mm-hmm. you have all the fucking power in your hand yeah. there's no stopping you but that tied back into the manifestation yep. you know you have to say i can do it i can do right. it alone and there's nothing wrong with it right nothing else. it's it's really awesome i love that cool so regrets none lesson manifestation i love that yeah thanks Keen. all right <laughs> look now you got me calling you skiing i call you <laughs> oscar <laughs> I'm dropping jewels. Awesome. Um, Honestly, last thing I really want to touch base on for today is uh, advice. (laughs) You're you're drawing a a face of blank right now. No, no advice. Advice wise, I guess advice is just. It's very general. It's very general because it, it, it caters to different experiences, right? So mm-hmm. if you know someone and they're going through X, Y, Z. Advice I can't give, to be honest, because that advice really comes from me and my experiences. Okay. Right? So if somebody were to, like, let's say you want, you know, if it, it's hard for you to share and open up, right? Mm-hmm. But hopefully as we do these podcasts, one day you'll surprise me and be like, yo, let me ask you about this, right? I would never give you advice and mm-hmm. be like, nah, do this, that, because that wouldn't be fair. I'm... We're trying to get to the same destination, just different routes, right? Yeah. So for me to say you got need you need to do this, and a lot of people do that, and they take that and they run with it, yeah. And then it doesn't work out. Now they look at the friend like you fucking, because per- you got that advice from that person. Mm-hmm. So for me to do that will be sort of dis- being disrespectful and not genuine. See, so I, I wouldn't I would guide you. I feel like you hit the nail on the head every time I ask you a question. Uh, that's what I'm here I like that response. Right, because it, it is. It mm-hmm. is, right? I can never say, hey, do it like this because you're going to get the same result as, as I did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can just guide you and then your talent will take over, right? Mm-hmm. So going back to my professional, I've had I've had people in that worked for me as a assistant manager, as a stock lead or stock manager, and now they're 
wow, they got into to like levels that I didn't get to. Right, so the ego mm-hmm. pre pre code, right? Yeah. Ego, I would be like, man, why couldn't that be me? Yeah. But now it's like I know what my role with was, right? Mm-hmm. To be that mentor, to be that leader, to let guide them and let them be successful. Now, when I see where they got, I'd be like, that's what's up. Now it's like a joy, it's a pride mm-hmm. instead of being like, why can't I achieve that? And so now it's more of a pride thing. Yeah. So for me to give somebody advice, I can't do that. I can guide you yeah. and say, hey, this is what happened to me. Mm-hmm. I can listen to you and let your energy you know, bounce off me. And then I'll, I'll be like, hey, I'll let you speak. And, and then I'll be like, hey, how about you just try? Yeah. Right? Um, but not to give advice that, that that would be me. I like the response. Pretty cool. Genuine. Right. So I like if it. I give you advice right now, would you take it? I would consider it. Right. I would consider it. Because I'm not giving you advice. I'm just trying to guide you. Yeah. So if I guide you to remove that bun from your hair. Listen. If if you know me, you know that the bun on my head is a staple to who I am. So leave it alone. I love it. I leave it alone. I got it on picture. I got pictures. I get up. I don't know when when was the when you went to Red Bull and you were sitting in front of me. But anyway, was it, it blocking you from the view? No, no, because no, you know, I like you. Re, you remember, I stand up, right? Uh-huh. I stand up in the game. I never sit down, and my seats are so. I think I have the best seats in the house because I can get to stand up and I don't block nobody behind me. Mm-hmm. But Ish was there watching the game, so I just I was like, oh, she's wearing that bun again. So I said, Were down. you really thinking that? I did. <laughs> So I sat down and I took a picture right behind you. you I, I think I've sent you that picture. Actually, yeah, you did. Send but it does. Me. It does pop up in my memory. Uh, next time it does, then I'll I'll post it on our Asian scheme so everybody can see that magical bun. You know, I took um, my niece and nephew to their movie night at their school the other mm-hmm. night, and I'm sitting in the uh, bleachers, and I look behind me. I saw a lady, and I'm like, "Fuck! Let me move my seat just in case my bun is blocking her uh-huh. from the movie." So I went all the way up to the stands and just put my back against the wall. <laughs> that bun wasn't coming down for no reason. No, fuck no. Power of the bun. I love it. All right, cool. Yeah, so awesome. yeah. Awesome. So Oscar, um, thank you again for getting emotional with us and really just giving us that raw information. I hope you guys got to learn who Oscar is and why we're here today. Um, for this exit, Oscar, I just want you to hit him with a gem. All right, guys, just to let you know, and tie it all together. Never ask people to save you, but ask them to be there for you. I love that. I hope you guys uh, take that back, think about it, apply it to your life, and just really take this podcast as a whole. Um, Give us feedback, what you think, how you feel. I hope that it really resonated with you in a sense, and we will be back with episode three next week. Take care, guys. Thank you. He has some milk and cookies. Milk. Oh, that's for the that's for the gram. (laughs) Milk and cookies. This episode is about milk and cookies. How do you eat your milk and cookies? I have I, mad good reviews. About. I already know one dude is gonna be. I got my. I like my my joint moist. Yeah, don't post that. You're gonna get a lot of hey, yo. <laughs> Pause. Pause. Um, you said okay. Wait, you were telling me about the shorty that remember that you went out with. She hit. Oh up. yeah, yeah. All right, I'm recording here like crazy. Hold on. Oh, wow.
talking that Asian scheme. Show you right.